Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I really enjoyed that conversation with Mark Henderson. Man, what a dynamic dude he is. Uh, we're, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to chat with him. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. I don't know that I've ever sneezed while I'm doing my show. But anyway, yeah, we're so lucky to have him. And he's just a, such a, a great leader here in coastal Mississippi. And, and we have really enjoyed spending time together. Hey, I want to share with you a quote that I shared when I took, talked to Drake Bassett, the president and CEO of Palmer House, the very first time, and here's what the quote said. If I had my child to raise all over again, I'd build self-esteem and the house later. I'd finger paint more and point the finger less. I would do less correcting and more connecting. I'd take my eyes off my watch and watch with my eyes. I'd take more hikes and fly more kites. I'd stop playing serious and seriously play. I would run through more fields and gaze at more stars. I'd do more hugging and less tugging. That is uh, Diane Lumen who said that. What a, it's so powerful. You think about, and this is a parent. This is someone who was present in someone's life. Imagine for a second. That a that a child has no one present in their life, and they have to they have to to, to be focused on an organization like the Palmer House and the leadership of Drake Bassett and his team to find their place and to get the kind of love and attention and focus that that that, that saying brings uh, to your consciousness. Anyway, without any further ado, let me welcome my friend uh, Drake Bassett back to the Ricky Matthews Show. We got the 11th annual Radiothon coming that will benefit the Palmer House for Children on July the 13th. We'll talk more about it even more before we get to that that day. But Super Talk's been engaged with this for 11 years. It's a special relationship we have, isn't it, Drake? It is. It's one that we're uh, blessed to have. It's one that we're you know thankful for. Certainly as a uh, an organization that depends on donations, uh, but I think more importantly, the trust of the public uh, and just what you're describing. Um, uh, along with that gift, I think they're sending along the hope that a child who may not have experienced many of the things that characterize childhood, uh, characterize safety, um, they're hoping that uh, their gift will go towards making that happen. And we receive gifts on that basis. I think we share in this together. And I love that there are so many people across Mississippi and the surrounding region who participate in that in that vision with us. And you know, uh, it, Drake, it's interesting because this thing I just shared, I, I saw you kind of shaking your head, but it's a, it's a, so, so you hear that and anyone who hears that, who has any love for children will, will, hear this so affirmatively, you know, to say, yeah, that's what we need to do. I mean, the very first thing, if I had my child to raise all over again, I would build self-esteem first and build the house later. That's the very first thing out of the gate. But 
Gosh, man, it's probably the most important thing for you as well and the children that you're able to touch. You know, when you're starting out with a deficit, um, and, and I think that's the unique challenge that uh, Palmer Home faces with the children that come our way, because however you want to describe the circumstances that made it complicated and required them maybe to come to us, somewhere in there was probably an emotional blow that causes a child to question their worth. Yes. Because you're asking the question, if I have to go here, and you and I as adults can explain all the reasons. We can see that, you know, whether it's uh, uh, socioeconomic or whether it's drug-related or any number of things. It could be a lot of things, right? But for a child that's seven or eight years old or younger or even older, um, the question that sort of, I think, floats around inside of them is, what's wrong with me? Why, why, did, why did I have to go and, and why didn't you want to keep me? And sadly, for many parents even that are struggling in that situation, their hearts are breaking because they don't want to be separated, but, but choices have caused that. And so the net effect is a child's self-esteem really is coming from a deficit where you have to be very gentle in layering trust so that a child can begin to believe not only in you, like I can trust you, but then we are able to feed into them a little bit so that they begin to believe in themselves. And I think you're right. Self-esteem is a huge one. And we know adults, we've all, we, we have things about ourselves, right. That we, that we question and wonder, but I have great empathy. And I know that a lot of people do too, for children who for various reasons have started out of the gate, maybe just having to overcome what they perceive to be rejection. And whenever we tangle with that, um, those things run deep. And so there's a lot of work to do and a lot of opportunity. And, of course, a lot of reward when we get to that place. Yeah. Hey, so let's do this for people who have not heard you and me talk before. Let's remind people what Palmer Home is and then where do the children come from? Right. Well, Palmer Home has been around for over 128 years now. And we are, you know, I think a reflection still today of, of 128 years ago where it was just in the hearts and minds of people to create a safe place, create a home for children that needed it. Um, and so children come to us a variety of ways. Uh, they can come by court-ordered situations, no doubt. Um, it can come with collaboration uh, with um, CPS in Mississippi, where uh, CPS says, hey, you know, there's a situation here, and before it gets into our hands, maybe you can work with Palmer Home, and maybe you could help keep your family together, or we, we could protect and care for the child for a period of time. Um, we also have grandparents. You and I have talked about this before. The the, the generation uh, really in the past 20 years has seen a, a spike in grandparents taking responsibility for the next generation. And there are all kinds of reasons you know, for that. But the bottom line is, is I think that number is now over 40,000. There are 40,000 grandparents officially have custody of their grandchildren. And grandparents reach uh, a point where they can't care for them anymore. Uh, either financially or physically or any number of reasons. And so we work with grandparents in situations like that. Um, number of different family situations, but but children come to us and it's a it's an agreement. It's a voluntary placement on their part as as caretakers of the children. 
but they come to us from all over the place. They also come from all over the country. I know we talk a lot about Mississippi, but we have children from different parts of the country, and we're really glad that we can help in those situations. But, you know, specific to Mississippi, um, the, the I actually spent some time recently uh, having been a former publisher, I always worked hard to understand who our readers were, you know, yeah. and, you know, demographically. Yeah. And what I, what I needed to do is sort of get reminded based on the most recent uh, census data, get reminded mm-hmm. about who is the Missis- who is the average Mississippian, who is super talk talking to, who's the, right. who's the most average listener that we're talking to. And I, I, it was an interesting thing. What, well, for example, I'll give you a couple of things. Well, of course, you already know this. There's so 2.9 million people in Mississippi. But the majority of Mississippians, 50, over 51%, live in rural areas. And what's interesting about that is that we're, when other rural st- states, people are working hard to get out of those rural areas as fast as they can. But in Mississippi, they tend to stay, which is, I think, very interesting. Uh, the average uh, income for, of a Mississippian is only $34,000. So essentially what that means is they are, and by the way, the household income of two together is 46000 that the average Mississippian is working more than one job and they're just trying to make ends meet. And yep. so the point, uh, uh, I had uh, I had Billy Knight, the mayor, pass, uh, excuse me, uh, Moss Point on yesterday, mm-hmm. and we had a terrific conversation. One of the things he said is that too many people who live in Moss Point uh, are one check away from poverty. And he said, my goal would be, you know, simple. It would be make them at least two checks away from poverty. But thinking of poverty, 574,000, where's 573, 797 Mississippians live in poverty. You think about how many people are near the edge. Then you factor in opioid addiction or all kinds of drug and alcohol problems. And it gets complicated really fast. <laughs> and really? the need to provide help for children is amped up in a big, big way. And the pandemic didn't help on top of that. So um, your needs well, one are way great. To paraphrase the mayor, uh, as you were saying that, is, is, you know, that child is one check away from poverty. And if that's the case... You know, even even in the best case scenarios where people are working two jobs, they're trying to keep it together. Hey, all it takes is for them to lose one job or all it takes is for something to go wrong or a medical situation or, like you said, a pandemic where businesses are closed. So that the, the, the multiplier is, is it starts to jump and the ripple effect into the lives of children. You know, for instance, when we take in children, sometimes we find out that they've missed two or three years of school and. You say, well, what's what's going on there? Sometimes it's families simply moving from area to area to try to find work um, or trying to get by or they're going to stay with one family or another. And in other words, when when things are rough, things that we take for granted fly out the window. You know, you're battling that day to find food or you're battling that night to find a place to stay. And, and so, you know, setting aside for the moment, you know, our, our, our political thoughts and our economic thoughts and all those kinds of things. And sometimes we have to do that here. We just set all that aside and say, we're here to help. And, and we realize that children are going to need us most of all in those moments. In, in a way, children and the condition of where children are in their lives is the ultimate b- barometer of success of a community. They're, we just have to look at it that way. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Drake. Sure from Palmer House. We'll see you after this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm so pleased to have my friend uh, Drake Bassett from the Palmer Home. 11th year, the telethon for Radiothon, excuse me, for uh, Super Talk Mississippi Media. 11th year of our commitment to the community and especially to the Palmer Home. What I want to do is I want to pick it up from where we left off, and that is that the, where our kids are in our community, and, and it, I, when I say community, I mean anywhere in this state, where, where our kids are, to me should be the ultimate barometer of how we're doing. And listen, when you think about drug and alcohol abuse, the pandemic, uh, you know, inflationary pressures on families, there's a lot there, man, a lot there to cause impact on children. When you see the need, when you, you know, the, if you're, if you say Palmer's a barometer. Yeah. Is the need increasing dramatically, going down? What's the set status of, of your world these days? I, I would say you know, it's a great observation, and, and you're right. It, it is a barometer of how we are as a community or as a state or even as a country. Uh, and, the, you know, the truth of the matter, you know, Stephen Covey, you know, in his Seven Habits, talked about putting the big rocks in. Well, I think one of the big rocks that you have to put in is how do we how do we care for uh, our, our children? We have to be asking those questions because they come back to us. The answers that come back to us are telling. And so when you say what's the barometer, what's interesting is the volume is fairly steady. Um, you, know, you know, we haven't seen a massive uptick, even though there have been some spikes where there's a need either through the pandemic or like we saw with the fentanyl crisis and that sort of thing. I think what's increased are some of, you know, when we talk about dysregulation, which we talk about with children who are highly uh, charged or emotional because of their circumstances, I think our culture is highly dysregulated at the moment. Um, and we listen to these arguments. We listen to all of the contentiousness. We listen to, and, and, we, and we watch the behavior of our culture uh, as an adult. Um, it's not lost on our children. And so just as our society is dysregulated, many of our children are dysregulated because of it. They're more contentious. They're fighting more. They're angry. And they don't know why. Um, or just take a look at the idea of social media, which is supposed to be a, a very advantageous platform and can be, right? I can communicate with my high school buddies and I can find out, okay, all that's good. But the reality is social media is not serving our children at all. In fact, it's doing a disservice. They are, they are constantly absorbed with being connected with a small group of people who do not inform or strengthen them. And, and the viciousness of the, the, the differing levels, the bulliness, the un- they're living in a, in a plastic world, okay, that is far removed from the expectations that culture is eventually going to ask of them. And so as that deteriorates, it does give us pause. So when we look at working with children who come to us, we're battling a lot of different things. Education, if education struggles. And I know we've made some great strides here in Mississippi recently, which is wonderful. We're working with some children, though, who have been out of school for three or four years. So you look at these factors and we see that intensity coming up and we have to deal with that. And we're grateful we have the opportunity to serve, but we see that as a struggle. Well, you know, Drake, it's interesting you made the point about social media because we've not do- dove into that aspect of it before. But if you think about most recent studies about the impact of social media on kids, and it is so undeniable. Now, let's just take the average kid whose parents work and they've got parents and 
We're talking about kids kids that live in a pretty normal environment. They're they're treated well by their family, they but they're on social media. And what the what the studies show is that you called it a plastic world. I think that's a great way to say it, is that the the personal stress they put on themselves by trying to create this image of themselves yeah. and the and the feedback that they get, the often negative feedback they get, sometimes in the form of bullying, the impact that that has over them over a long period of time. That's a normal household. Think about a child that's not in a normal household, and they can, they're comparing their situation they know not to be good yeah. with what they perceive to be really good in somebody else's house, which may not necessarily be the case, right. but it creates a bigger gap of expectation yes. from, from where they really are to this dream world they want to be in, and that makes it even more complicated for you when you get some of these kids. I can only it imagine. It really does, because this is a device that... It, 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 you know, becomes addictive. So, you know, we don't look at our phones once a week. We look at our phones once an hour, if multiple times. You know, so we're, we're always doing this. So are kids, and they've been tied into this, but the expectations have gone way up. It's, it's an artificial community. And as we said at the very beginning, we're talking about children who are already overcoming a sense of, am I accepted? It's interesting that you can find a place in the social media world to be accepted. And sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's high, high risk very dangerous. We've seen men, young men, try to become accepted in social media platforms with all the wrong ways. We see young girls struggling with the fact that they can be accepted if they're willing to do certain things. And so they become extremely vulnerable to many thousands because it's the internet. So you're all over the globe, you know. So we have to protect our children from that. Many times we have to coach our children on what a digital footprint looks like. We have to talk about the, the risks of people reaching out to appeal to them. Uh, all of those things are real. And, you know, we're here to help with that. And we're doing that with the children who come to us. But there are thousands of children who are subject to these expectations, to these temptations. And it's tough. It is tough, man. You guys have your, your work cut out for them. But let me tell you this. We're, we're privileged. The Super Talk Mississippi Media is privileged, privileged to be a part of helping with the uh, radio thumb and contributing and engaging people in the conversation. And we'll continue. You and I will continue these conversations yeah. going forward. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure to check in with you. Good luck this year. Stay focused, my friend. God bless Thanks you guys. So I appreciate the way you tackle issues and talk through them. It's always a great conversation. Thank you so much. Always good yeah. to see you. Thank you, you. You bet, Dre. You bet. Uh, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.